Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Virginia Carey Hudson was a best-selling author, posthumously. And in one of her books, she wrote of a curious relic, a chest that she believed was cursed more than a hundred years prior and was the cause of the death of two of her children. I'm Dave Wilkins, and this is Hometown Ghost Stories, Cursed Possessions, The Conjure Chest. Let's travel back to 1840 in Frankfort, Kentucky, where a plantation owner named Jeremiah Graham lived with his pregnant wife. Jeremiah had a reputation around town of being a particularly cruel person, and being a pre-Civil War plantation owner in the Confederate state of Kentucky, it's no surprise that he was also a slave owner. When Jeremiah learned of his wife's pregnancy, he decided that he was going to do something nice for his wife and new child. One of the enslaved men on the plantation was a skilled carpenter named Ramus. He instructed Ramus to build the child a chest of drawers to go in the baby's new room. His remarkable craftsmanship, however, went unappreciated. Jeremiah was unsatisfied with the finished product and then proceeded to beat Ramus to death. The other enslaved workers on the plantation were furious when they learned of Ramus's fate. They conspired to avenge his death and when the Graham family slept, they snuck into the workshop where the chest was being kept. One of the enslaved men was a conjure man back when he lived in his native country. He performed an ancient ritual involving dried owl's blood and placed a curse on the chest. The following day, Jeremiah, unaware of the ritual that had taken place the night before, moved the cursed chest into the baby's room and filled it with clothes. The Grahams welcomed the birth of their new son not long after, but their joy would be short-lived because the baby would die just days after he was born. This event was just the beginning of a long reign of terror caused by the curse that would eventually result in the death of 16 people. After the death of their infant son, Jeremiah, still unaware of the cursed chest, moved it into his nephew's room. His nephew was then stabbed to death by his body servant on his 21st birthday. Jeremiah's sister, Amanda Winchell Graham, then had the chest moved to the attic. Around the same time, Jeremiah Graham's youngest daughter, Catherine Winchell, eloped with an Irishman named John Ryan. With nowhere to live, Catherine turned to Amanda. Amanda and her husband had done well and had acquired several farms in Tennessee. They turned over one of these to John and Catherine to operate and live on. While Catherine bore a brood of children and worked from sunrise to sunset, John came to despise the dullness of farm life. To try to bring some beauty into Catherine's dreary existence, Amanda sent the chest to the farm. It had been in the attic for a long time, and nothing happened. Within days, John deserted his wife for the bright lights of New Orleans. Catherine was disconsolate. She took to her bed and soon died, an exhausted, gray-haired woman barely out of her 30s. Almost immediately after Catherine's death, John was involved in a freak accident. He was struck in the head by the gangplank of a steamboat and was killed on impact. Eliza Ryan was the youngest daughter orphaned after the death of John and Catherine. She was raised by Jeremiah Graham's surviving son. 
She grew up and married a Scotsman named John David Gregory. As a wedding present, Amanda gifted them with Jeremiah's chest, oblivious to the curse that was attached to it. They had a daughter named Louise, whose clothes were stored in the chest. Louise died at the age of 10. Eliza and John David Gregory's only son, Ernest Gregory, married Stella Stonecipher. Stella put her wedding clothes in the chest. The couple wed in 1895. Stella died within two years of the wedding. Mabel Louise Whitehead, a relative to the Gregory family, came to live with Eliza and John David Gregory in 1884. Mabel married Wilbur Harlan in 1897. In 1901, Mabel and Wilbur had a baby named Chester, whose clothes went into the chest. Chester died at two weeks old. John Gregory's nephew, Emmett, was the son of John David's sister, Lucy Gregory. Lucy hid a scarf and knitted gloves in the chest for her son's Christmas present. Emmett worked for the railroad. One evening, in December 1909, Emmett got off the train and fell 30 feet through a trestle. Eliza's husband, John, ended up passing away in 1908. Eliza then rearranged the house and moved the chest into her bedroom. She committed suicide on April 4th of 1915. The chest was then inherited by Eliza's granddaughter, Virginia Carey Hudson. Mrs. Hudson thought the tales of the curse were just hearsay. She was wrong. Her first baby's clothes were put in the chest. That baby died. Another baby's clothes were tucked in a drawer, and that baby developed infantile paralysis. A third daughter's wedding dress was stored there, and her husband ran off on her. Her son Richard's clothes were stored in the chest, and he was stabbed at school. Virginia's neighbor, Herbert Sonny Moore, put his hunting clothes in the chest. Moore was killed in a gun accident at the home of a neighbor's house on April 5th, 1946. Virginia had had enough of the chest and didn't want anybody else to die. She asked Sally, a maid who worked for Virginia for most of her life, if she knew a way to break the conjure. Virginia and Sally completed the steps necessary to break the curse. Sally had said that if it worked, either she or Virginia would die before all the leaves fell off the bush in the coming fall. Sally died the following September. To this day, some of the owl feathers remain in the top drawer of the chest to keep the curse at bay. The chest was donated to the Kentucky History Museum by Virginia's daughter in 1976. So what do you think about this curse? Are the deaths all just coincidence, or were they actually the result of an ancient curse? Stick around as Rob, Jesse, and I discuss The Conjure Chest. What's going on, folks? Welcome into another episode of Hometown Ghost Stories, Curse Possessions. I am Jesse Wilkins. I'm joined by Rob Coakley. Hello, Rob. This is a quite interesting one with a cursed clothing item. Not something we've had before. Sort of. A thing that would hold the clothings. Uh, what's up, Dave? We're also joined by Dave. What's going on? Yeah, it's a, cl- it's a clothing 
container basically it's a bureau yeah, but but it works when you put your clothes in like right, you have exactly, to put yeah. your clothes in is the point it it's not even just being in the room it's having the clothes inserted into yeah the it's chest. a very specific catalyst very unique and mm. i'll tell you what i liked about this one versus other ones other cursed possessions that i've covered in the past most specifically the basano vase the basano vase story annoyed me because there was not a single name attached to it the story you couldn't find anything not a single name and it drove me nuts this one is all names all documented all of these deaths happened these were real people one of them was a published author these this is whether you believe it was a curse that was actually killing these people or not they existed and they did die after putting their clothes in this chest so mm -hmm. And there's a lot of deaths. So you had some that were a little silly. Like it, you were going through like, okay, death, 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 death. Oh, terrible. Very sad, very sad, very sad. And it was all right after they put their clothes inside of the chest, right? And that was scary. But then there was one random one where it was like, and then her husband. Left. Yeah, I was going to bring was that like, up too. Yeah. <laughs> might have just been a divorce. Right, it might have been. happened, but. <clears throat> there was two that, that, that happened where their husbands left. One of them was killed in a steamboat accident, so. So take that for what it's worth, but but yeah, the the husband randomly dying, and then the kid who got stabbed at school actually got stabbed in the hand. He didn't die from his injuries, mm -hmm. but uh, you could attribute that to the curse. But this one has a a very ominous origin story, very dark yeah. and very uh, just evil. It's an evil story. This guy, yeah, he was not a reasonable man. Jeremiah Graham, <laughs> absolutely unreasonable man. Uh, just an, an evil person, the embodiment of evil. He was a slave owner. He was uh, a cruel slave. I mean, other you know, obviously, slave owners are cruel by default. But this one was a particularly cruel slave owner, and he was known as being cruel, not just for owning slaves, but he was known to be a cruel guy amongst other people in the city. They just knew him as a bad guy. So if, if the, all the other slave owners are like, "Wow, that guy's a bad guy," you know, you're definitely a bad guy. Oh yeah. But he had a, a reputation for abusing his his slaves, and he had he happened to have this guy Ramus was apparently like not just a skilled carpenter; he was apparently the best carpenter around, and he would he was always building things for people. And what sounded like it might be a nice gesture, Jeremiah wanted him to build a chest for his new baby. Almost, it's like, oh, is this guy actually a human? He he wants to do a nice thing for for uh, his baby, and then he's like, and clearly and it was good. It because they kept it around for generations. Yeah. Yeah. They kept using it, even though it kept killing everybody. Yeah. It was it's a beautiful chest. There's, there's images in the opening video there. If you're if you're listening, you can see it on YouTube. You can also just Google it. This it'll come right up if you Google yeah. this chest. It, it is a you have to go to the YouTube video. You have to go to the YouTube video. Or you can, or go to the museum and see it in person. But nope. At the museum. They'll be playing this YouTube video, so just don't, don't <laughs> yeah. bother wasting the time. Just just watch this video. Also, right. put your clothes on it. Maybe maybe don't want to do that. Although allegedly I, I the curse is broken. I think in general that's a little bit frowned upon at museums. <laughs> just walk in with your laundry. You're like, where move where moving can I in? Go? Where can you're I not put supposed this? to move in? <laughs> Which one of your items can I store these in? <laughs> just frowned general upon. general bad behavior at a museum. Mm, yeah, frowned upon. Other than that, no other rules. Take whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> so few rules at these museums. Mm -hmm. You could take but, a few items and try to build one big museum item. Yeah, that's what they're for. Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, so he asked he asked his slave Ramus, the, the the skilled carpenter, to build him this chest, and he does, and he builds him a beautiful chest. You can look at you can look it up, and it really is a beautiful chest. And then, in a fit of absolute, complete, irrational nonsense, Jeremiah decides that it's not a good chest, and he beats the man to death. Whether or not he was trying to beat him to death is irrelevant, but he beat him, and the guy ended up dying from his injuries, which is just preposterous, obviously. Yeah, yeah but clearly an asshole. Yeah. So that pissed off. Your your wife is building me something right now. She is. And it better be good, Dave. <laughs> it's not good. No, we've seen the pictures. This thing's amazing. I can't wait for for our chat to see the uh the finished product. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be awesome. And uh she's not gonna build another one. So just so you know, Rob will have the only one. I know. She just finished this one behind me. So for folks that are listening, once again, you can come over to YouTube, which is the only place you can see this. You cannot come to my house. But if you do, just bring all your laundry. You can store it wherever yeah. you want. Yeah. But yeah, um, so I'm excited to see stories like let's let's hope Kate does a really good job so that Rob doesn't <laughs> beat her to death. Because mm-hmm. that would just suck. But this pisses off all the other slaves on the plantation, naturally. And one of them happens to be a conjure man and knows some ancient ritual involving dried owl's blood to cast a spell on this chest. And apparently it's a very effective curse because 16 people are, we were killed by the curse. 18 people killed by the chest, technically uh, not by the curse. If you count Ramus, he was killed over the chest, but that wasn't because of the curse. And then, Actually, the last person who was killed or died because of the chest was uh, the lady named Sally, who ended up breaking the curse. But we'll get into that in a little bit. It starts off with Jeremiah's newborn son. As soon as the son's born, the clothes are in the the chest and the baby dies within days. So the big question is, because there are so many deaths tied to this curse, is do we think it is because of the curse or is it all just coincidence? And the very first death suggests that it would be tough to call this coincidence. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Just sidebar. Why do you think you're better than us? Why do you think you're better than me and Jesse? You know, me and Jesse have our full display names here. We have our Twitter handles. (laughs) And you just have fucking Dave in front of you. Absolute narcissist. What he doesn't put this? his last name on the screen anymore. What I mean, what, what are, are you hiding? Here? What is this? Is this a um, show? I'm gonna be completely honest. I don't know when this happened. Because yeah. it used my name just used to be like that. I don't think I ever changed it. Have you have you considered like being a part of the show? Have you considered there isn't a single one of us that believe you, Dave? That have you considered like just being part of the show, like with me and Jesse? Have you thought about it? You get off your high horse. Yeah. Your high taxidermied horse. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious looking. (laughs) All right, continue. I just wanted to make sure you knew that we understand that you're a narcissist. So what you were saying was that. Uh, So dead babies, let's go. Dead babies, not a coincidence. It would be, well, it could be a coincidence because if it was just the one, then you could say, well, babies died during this time period all the time. Yeah, that's why people had 14 kids, because one of them wouldn't survive. Most of them wouldn't survive. There would be the, the yeah. infant death, in the, especially in the mid to early 1800s, infant death mortality rate was 
was astronomical. It was, yeah, it was we mentioned this a long time ago on the show, but I think it was long ago enough where we could say it again. When you look at the stats and they say like the average age in 1850 was 26, you're like, wow, everyone died young. And while yeah. a lot of people did die young, that's because you're factoring in all of these babies that did not survive past right. the age of Just, you know, a few months or whatever. Exactly. That astronomical number of infant deaths was tipping the scales and just making it bringing that average way down. So you'd have to, in order to get an accurate number of the actual lifespan back then, you'd have to basically take out all of the infant deaths. And I do yeah. think that adds to like this phenomenon of like, we talked about it briefly on the last show and we've mentioned it a few times. Like, why are most of these ghosts from like the peak haunting years in America of the early 1900s or late 1800s, right? Where you're like, why is it, why was everything back then and not recently? And while there could certainly be hauntings recently, and there are, and we've discussed a few of them on the show, it seems that most of it is back then. But you think not just like with babies dying, but you also got to think the sorrow and the pain that the families go through when a baby dies that young. And you're dealing with it so often. So it's like you have mothers who unfortunately end up taking their lives because they've lost multiple children or even one child or whatever. And I think this these kind of events can really peak a haunting in that sort of location. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point too. Because you 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 know that the hauntings are tied to emotion, the energy. It's all emotion. Or a lot of it is anyways. So mm -hmm. that's a good point. That is a good point. And as I was saying, that if it was just this the death of this baby, this one baby, you could definitely argue that it was coincidence. But as soon as this baby died, the chest went to the nephew and his clothes were put in it, and then he died. And he died, I believe fairly shortly after he was i think stabbed i think he was one of the first ones who were stabbed and then it just goes from there so this chest is sitting in the attic until catherine winchell and her husband elope and move to the farm in tennessee and she has this dreary existence and her mother amanda feels bad she sends her the chest assuming that it, she had no idea that it was cursed so i think that this chest <laughs> existed for a long time and nobody added you know nobody connected the dots every single person who's dying has had their clothes put in this chest or amanda is a psychopath <laughs> <laughs> i would assume that they 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 she didn't know that the curse existed i think it leaving the property and then things happening is when you would start to connect the dots right like yeah, because no like way. you said like you said in the beginning it just feels like coincidence right and then you're like wait as soon as she got this chest, she died. As soon as we did this, and that's when maybe you start connecting some dots, or even later that you can find that as like the big, the big turning point. Even after yeah. a couple more deaths, like wait, it's got to take a long time for you to start to piece those pieces of the puzzle together. Like there's no like if someone died in my house, there's no like if I were like, gotta be the microwave. Yeah, <laughs> microwave this food earlier. <laughs> Every time we microwave Chef Boyardee, somebody dies. Now, you know, my family member got hit by a bus. Like, it's got to be the microwave. How <laughs> crazy do you sound if you're like, like it's the, the dresser. The dresser did it. Like, wait, no, now I think you murdered him. Yeah. Now I think you murdered him because you're blaming the fucking dresser. Well, we yeah. did put his clothes in it. Well, that's yeah. what you're supposed to do with the dresser. <laughs> wasn't it? Or... What no. I don't have in front of me is at what point people started to suspect that there was a cursed 
object or course curse possession that i don't know but so it had to be kind of question how do we know this origin story because it sounds to me like it's born out of legend it right could be. now with all of these deaths tied to it now that's not gonna, that's not going to take away from whether or not i think this is authentic mm. but i do wonder when did this story start getting passed around because you have the owl blood and then i really want to talk about if, unless you want to keep going over the timeline i do really want to talk about how they resolved the this curse. curse how they broke yeah. the curse yeah we'll get to that and we're not i'm not going to go through every death because we already did it in the opening video so mm -hmm. we're not going to go through that but basically after the chest was stored in the attic for a number of years and it came back out of the attic you had 13 or 14 deaths all together basically in i think a 20 or 30 year period so it was a lot and that's when they started to say what the heck is going on like what is what is tying all this together and if you trace it back far enough you know that that chest came from jeremiah and it was built by ramus who then beat jeremiah to death over the chest so the family must have known about the legend of the Other chest jeremiah, jeremiah ramus to death right that, is that not what i said I'm pretty sure you said the other way around, but either way, we all, we all know the story. So, right. I, okay, well, let me go back then. Because even if it wasn't, even if this whole story of this voodoo curse or whatever the the origin was, whatever the curse was, even if that didn't happen, the whole existence of this thing and the event that happened around it was so traumatic that maybe it could have gotten cursed anyways. And maybe this was just a bad... You know, because it was the reason that he died. Yeah, maybe, but I think it makes more sense that the that it pissed off the other slaves enough to want to place a curse mm -hmm. on that, and it would make sense that they would pick that item because it was the item that that Jeremiah beat their brother to death over, mm -hmm. completely unjustly. Which is, there's no just reason to beat somebody to death, but to have like a beautiful piece of furniture that he built and say, this is so bad, I'm going to beat you to death. I feel like it's particularly unreasonable. There are lots of just reasons to beat people to death. This is definitely not one of them. Okay. <laughs> I, th I, think, I think of a new reason to beat you to death. <laughs> but I'm a reasonable guy. So. You are. Don't ask me to build you any furniture. <laughs> Wait a I, minute. Tried, I tried that oh, once. <laughs> I did actually almost beat you to death over there. <laughs> so, all right. All right. Side story. <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> might even be more than two years ago at this point. No, it'll be two years ago in July on your birthday. Uh, I was like, all right, Jesse, I'm going to make you this kick-ass coffee table. I got this really nice piece of Mappa Burl, which is basically a burl wood is kind of like this really we naughty, all know what that is it's a real naughty gnarly piece of wood like if you have like a big a burl is like a big growth on a tree and if you cut it cut through it sideways it's got like really fancy designs on it anyways so i cut it in half and flipped it around and made like this river table with epoxy in the middle clear epoxy and it was just a beautiful piece of wood but oh my god it was so hard to work with i had never worked with burl wood in the past so just everything that could possibly go wrong with this table went wrong and literally two years of, and it wasn't like two years of me constantly working on it. It was like, I'll do something, something will go horribly wrong and I'll just scrap the project, not scrap it, but I'll put it to the side and be like, ah, and just leave it for two months. So anyways, an entirety of two years go by and I finally finished this table because Jesse was like, finish it now, I'm coming to get it. <laughs> 
I decided right. I needed more desk space, and I do have it. It is. It did come out awesome. It did come out very good. <laughs> My favorite was when it was pretty much done, and then just it turns out just some like moth had just landed and died in the, in the final it coat. was done the final <laughs> coat of epoxy was poured it was ju it just needed 12 hours to cure and i just i i walked away it was done i even texted you like it's done and the next morning i come out and there's just this moth <laughs> that landed in it and clearly struggled trying to get out of it and and now jesse's house is haunted by moths actually <laughs> it is actually haunted <laughs> by moths yeah, it is Oh, Next week on Cursed Possessions. <laughs> you know what we're covering. You know but yeah, if you beat me to death because the table took two years, I guess that wouldn't be totally unreasonable. <laughs> it would definitely be totally unreasonable. And that, and that takes us back to the origin story. Totally unreasonable, not cool at all. Yeah, don't do stuff like that. Not don't. nice. Yeah. But enough people died in this chest eventually got handed down to the author, Virginia. And she... At first, didn't believe it until a whole bunch of her kids died. And then she was like, all right, we're going to break this curse. So she asks Sally. Sally was a maid who had worked for Virginia for most of her life. If she knew how to break a conjure. Virginia and Sally completed the steps necessary to break the curse. A school Sa the steps. Yep. Here are the steps. Sally told Virginia she needed. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> She needed <laughs> she needed a dead owl brought unasked by a friend. <laughs> Can we take right. time we... out? Time out. <laughs> time out. I don't know what that means. <laughs> hold on. We hold on. This is a different time. Jesse. How is it the night nineteen? 40s <laughs> i don't care what it is if you just if you just showed up and you're just like what's going on man i've got this dead owl for you We're gonna and have you're, like, discussion. you're like finally i was hoping you'd show up with this weeks ago to break this curse I can't <laughs> Imagine ask you. it's gotta be unasked you're waiting you're, you're this you're cursed and you're waiting because somebody has to bring an unsolicited dead owl <laughs> this is this isn't this isn't a thing this can't it's a different time. Imagine then people somebody used to bring shows up. dead owls to people's houses all the time. You show up, hey, Sunday, guess what you wanted? <laughs> Visitors, guess what I brought? Dead owl, cook this bitch up. You're like, wait, you never ate you're owl? never going to believe this. We're not cooking this owl. But I have been waiting for somebody to bring me a dead owl. And I'm owl. like, yeah, you're never going to believe this. I'm taking my owl to a different house where they will cook it for me. <laughs> this is why I don't show up. This is why you haven't seen me in weeks. You would have also, to, had to, you also had to catch an owl. You know how hard that is? <laughs> they only you would have to night. start. Here's how you do it. If you are waiting for a curse to be broken and you need somebody to bring you a dead owl, you immediately unsolicited. quit. Unsolicited. You immediately quit your job and open up a taxidermy business. That is the oh. only way somebody's going to bring you a dead owl. That's, that, feels like, that, that feels like a little bit of soliciting. No, that's soliciting. It just, so, so I use the word unsolicited. The actual word is it unasked by a friend. Throw the taxidermy business out the window. These are yeah. random customers. They're not your friends. Mm. Yeah. This, I hate my customers. How do you figure <laughs> this out, by the way? Like, let, let's let's not even go over the fact of how crazy it is. We've already Dude. hit that. Who's like, oh, the first thing I'm probably going to need is someone to just bring me an owl without me asking. A Honestly, friend, probably. It, it, if, if I were to ask like the 
person that this person asked, right? The, to come break the curse. All right, what do I need to do to break the curse? And they gave me that list. And I read that first item on the list. I'm like, all right, fuck you. I'm asking something else. Thank, <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. This this sucks. Everything on yeah. the, everything that you put on this list sucks. What was item number two? We haven't gotten to item number two. Item yeah. number two. Take the leaves of a willow tree planted no. by a friend and boil them for one day. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, this no, no, is no, no, the no, worst friend. There's finish. a big detail. Let me, this, let me finish. Take the leaves of a willow tree planted by a friend and boil them for one day in sight of the owl. <laughs> Don't care about that point. Don't care about that point. There is one driving dead. factor. No, no, that doesn't matter either. There is one driving factor that really fucking matters here. And that means... You have to have a friend that had planted the willow tree. <laughs> what if you don't have a fucking friend that planted a willow tree? How long do you have to wait? How long is it? If Let's I need it. willow How? tree leaves and somebody planted a tree a hundred years ago, that motherfucker's my friend. <laughs> if he's Say, dead so is the person ago, who brought dead. me the unsolicited dead owl. You are now my friend as well. My two best friends. Do you know how actually. long it takes for a willow tree to, to grow? I don't know, a hundred years? No, actually, fifteen to twenty years. I wish we were. I wish our points were reversed because that would have been better. But still, mm -hmm. sorry. So you get those two things out of the way. Nope, can't do that. <laughs> then it's just so easy they, street. Then <laughs> <laughs> next, she was to put the liquid in a jug and bury it with the handle facing east under a flowering bush. That's yeah, not that, that bad, is, actually. That is that actually is considerably steps. more easy than the other steps. Very doable. If it all worked, either Virginia or Sally would die before the leaves fell off the bush in the fall. That's how they know that the curse was broken. Sally died the following September. That's fucked up. Isn't See, it? Actual documented death. Really can happens. we get the documentation of her getting the owl? Can we get the documentation, documentation of the fact that their friend planted the, the willow tree? That is <laughs> yeah. the most outrageous detail of all. Yeah, this is tough. A lot of things had to, to come together to make all this work. But according to the story, as all of those things did come together. And for that alone, I don't know if I believe this. I believe. So, so. Can, can I just interject for one second? Sorry. Yes. We need to begin a business. And this business is we need to be the curse breakers. And we just need people to come Not up if these to are us. The steps. Yeah. No, listen. Okay. We just tell people how to break the curse. So all they have to do is come to us and we're just like, but it's just a new, uh, all in all, it's just a prank channel. You're like, I can't believe they're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> they're waiting for someone to bring them a dead owl. I and need then, you. And then, and then Dave actually shows up with a dead owl and he goes to present it to me. Oh, I don't want to be your friend. They're like, no, no, no. You should be my friend. Please. You're the only one that will ever show up. Think, think of all the things we could come up with. It's like, you need to find the family of a dead walrus and sing it a John Lennon song. No, no, no. You, you know? have to, no, I you am have to the find man. You have to find. I am the walrus. You have to find a person who was previously friends with the dead walrus. And that person without asking has to show up to your house and then do those steps. That's how the lobster dance. In the, yeah. <laughs> they have I don't to show know. up and do the lobster dance unsolicited. Unsolicited. <laughs> I don't know if this business would thrive. Maybe as a hobby. Great. 
Sorry, just to just to bring it back to the to the where all of this curse breaking ritualistic stuff comes from. There are spells there, whether it's witchcraft, voodoo, whatever, and they're all herbal and remedies. They all consist of things like this. And these are all things that have, have existed for hundreds of years. Right. So it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that this is the actual steps to break a curse, yeah. depending on whatever religion or practice. It was just the ridiculous West of all time. I mean, we went heavily into this in the, uh, the witch episode, which, uh, which, which episode it was the uh, Salem. Salem. Oh no, I know what you're talking about. It was my own. So it was with powwow magic. And I actually, yeah, bought I remember. Up, and you read through it. And some of this stuff does seem a little bit wacky, but it's hex but, hollow hex hollow. Thank you. Yeah. But I mean, people legitimately believe in this stuff and they still believe in this stuff and some of it might work, but no, this, but like this, some this, of that this in particular was just so, so outrageous. But I get how you get to those ones. Like when you're like putting together like potions and you're trying different combinations of stuff. Like when you're telling somebody like your friend, like a random person needs to bring you a dead owl and you can't ask, like, how do we get there? How is that what we find out? Like I get potions. I don't get that step. I don't get magnets. How do they work? (laughs) Life is full of mysteries, Rob. That's true. You just got to roll with it. So just to be, just to be safe. Go out and plant a few willow trees. You can always use more trees, and you never know. There are a couple dead owls in your car. You never know when your friend might be in need. So plant trees. That's the moral of the story, right? Plant trees. No, the moral of the story is to every time you go to your friend's house, bring them a dead owl. Yeah. Also, don't beat your carpenters to death. That's that's definitely step one. Mm. Step two, bring dead owls to your friends. Step three, plant, plant trees. Look at that. We saved the planet on the podcast. Drop a comment if you're uh, watching this on YouTube, if you've ever hired a carpenter that you've wanted to beat to death. Fucking 0% chance anybody's still listening at this point in the show, boys. <laughs> so, based on the, so based on the facts, I'll give my take on this curse. And I have, it's a two-part take. Number one is all of the deaths that are involved with this curse, documented deaths, people that actually existed, and they all died after they put their clothes in this chest. The curse sounds real to me. It sounds like mm-hmm. it's something that absolutely could be a real curse. And the origin story says it's believable also. What I don't know if I believe is that this curse was broken. So I would suggest if you do happen to see this chest in public in the museum, try it out. Maybe don't try it out because I don't have faith that Virginia and Sally broke this curse. No, I think they're full of shit. I don't mm. think they had a friend who planted a willow tree. I don't think anybody showed up unasked with a dead owl. That never happened. No mm. shot. No shot that ever happened. So I'm with you. I do think that this curse could very much be real. I think it's too many deaths, too many coincidences. Um, I don't think the curse is broken. And I think that activity has slowed down around it because it's in a museum and no one's showing up putting clothes in it anymore. So if you don't feed into it, that seems to be the way this thing works then the curse is going to die on its own because you're not doing anything with it, but mm-hmm. proceed with caution. Can't, so I believe that the curse could be real. Um, some discrepancies that Jesse brought up were like, how do we know the backstory if they didn't know the curse? Where did that come from? Like that kind of is shaky for me. But can we just point out the obvious point here? Like instead of doing all of the stuff to break the curse of the chest, 
just throw the fucking thing in a fire. What are we doing? Like, why are we waiting for owls to show up? Burn so, the goddamn thing. So I think that you don't want to do that. If you look at the Ouija board, right? The number one thing that everyone says to do is do not burn the Ouija board. Whatever evil you released with this Ouija board, if you burn it, you're now just destroyed its portal back. So sure. But here's the thing. When they presented the ultimatum at the end where they're like, we're going to break this curse. The way that it works is one of us dies. I would say, okay, fuck it. Let's just not break the curse and let's just throw it away. Right? Yeah. That's a good let's point. Just, let's yeah. just stop putting clothes in the dresser. Yeah. What if you just stop putting clothes in it? Maybe. I guess it would be like, it wouldn't make a lot of sense if you were like, wow, this chest really scares me. I don't want to die. Let's break the curse. And if it works, one of us die. It doesn't, I guess yeah. it doesn't add up either. Best case scenario is uh, still no bueno. So bueno. Yeah, that was a that was an interesting one, and mm. we learned a few things today. You know, mm. the yeah. conjure chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a four point two, four point two for me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else, gentlemen? Well, that's gonna do it for me. Well, that was that was pretty fun. Let's thank our patrons real quick. Uh, in the meantime, you can join on Patreon. Little is three dollars a month. You get bonus content, early access to episodes. You also get. Uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff and ad-free stuff and all that kind of... And you also get your name right out, name in the credits. It's an honor for everybody. So it's yes. really good. don't know why you would want to miss out. And it's for a little, as little as $1 a month, you can become a member on YouTube. You got these cool emotes. Make sure if you're watching this video, hit like and subscribe. Share with all your friends. Tell everybody about the show. Anyways, our VIPs are Allison V, Garrett, Jeannie R, Justin T, Lisa J, Mike Oobliet, Blake, Mama Pops W, Robert H, Demon King, Inspires Gaming. Thank you guys for being VIPs. We have 32 DRC. We have Amby Rose, Anna C, Chris C, Donnie N, Elizabeth Young, Lily, Jake V, Janice G, Mar Fire, Matthew T, Papa Squatch, Peach Smoothie, Rachel B, Randy C, Sarah Cook, Stephanie A, Sydney B, Al Capone, Anthony T, Brandon W, Brendan B, Captain McSlugs, Cody G, Hooska, Hooska, uh, Castle. We have Huggy Bear. We have Joe R, Kiralee J, Mark M, Mariah M, Nuthouse Queen, Paul from St. Louis, Sam from Nepal, Sarah R, Scotty L, Solar Flare, Soph, Hooper, Swanee, and the other Rachel B. Thank you so much for being patrons for as little as three dollars a month. You can join up and do that. Leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. And we will read it on the show. You can also leave a five star on Spotify, which the uh, let's check the numbers on Spotify. We got a good amount of people that listen there. So leave a five star review there and email us a write up if you want us to read it out on the show. And as always, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. That'll pretty much do it. We'll be back on Tuesday with a live episode. Let's go out there and plant a willow tree just in case. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Peace.